Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Right now we're standing in front of 1955 Broadway, which is now called Uptown Station. It's this huge building that until today haven't seen unveiled uh, since they put these tarps over it and they've been renovating it. This Um, building in Oakland has gone through so much change over the years. It's been closed for a while, but the doors are open to the main building this week when we checked it out. And it looks really nice. It's got exposed beams and lots of glass windows and all this light coming in, like a modern kind of space. And some people are really excited that it's opening soon. But there's also a lot of mixed emotions. Just a few years ago, people were throwing Molotov cocktails at it. They were protesting outside of it. It was supposed to be like this epicenter for tech. This building signifies, you know, the the vanishing of memories for so many of us. Oakland's historic Capwell building is now officially called Uptown Station. And before long, it'll be home to food, retail, and yeah, tech companies too. It's also a place that many Oakland natives have fond memories of but no longer feel is for them. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And you are Devin. Devin. Yeah. The first person we met up with is Annalie Allen, who's a walking tour guide with the city of Oakland. And the building we're standing in front of is a site on one of the tours the city gives. Can I ask you a question? When you walk around Oakland, are you just seeing history like all over the place? Yes. <laughs> like street names, oh, business signs, right. everything pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. What do you see with this building? Well, um, immediately I see that they've kept the cornice line and you can see that the building is a 1929 building, but with a modern twist. And it was originally built as a department store by H.C. Capwell, and it opened in August of 1929. Then thousands of people came for the groundbreaking and then the grand opening. The time when this building opened in 1929, what did Oakland look like at the time? So Oakland was growing. The suburbs of Piedmont, Rockridge, Temescal, for example, are growing and there's the little bungalows start appearing and and Mr. Capo wanted to capture that market. There were still streetcars, but there was more uh, automobiles. And so Mr. Capwell thought, ah, okay, I'm gonna leapfrog up to Uptown and I'm going to get on with the um, movie palaces that are being built there, the Paramount and the, and the Fox, which right. you see right next to it, and build myself a big department store and that's what he did. He wanted to catch them before they got all the way downtown. So he built a store. <laughs> and people came. And people came, that's right. Other businesses kind of gravitated to this area, to this uptown area, because there was a big uh, retail store, department store, that was uh, flourishing there. It sounds like this was becoming a, a bigger and bigger spot for the city of Oakland and, and for people coming to the city of Oakland. Right. The 
foot of Broadway is the waterfront, and each decade it seemed like it marched further and further up Broadway, and more development happened. There were some changes. There was the Loma Prieta earthquake in 1989, which this building, now known as Uptown Station, was red-tagged, and the business was, was closed while they decided about the retrofitting. And when it reopened, by then the uh, Emporium Capwell had gone away and the Sears looked at it, the executives looked at it as a good place to be. And that's when they moved in. Yeah, so before it was Sears, it was Capwell, but we never came to Capwell because it was too expensive. But when it turned into Sears, it was, uh, yeah, that was good that times. Was a, that yeah, was like was the mid-90s, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 96, I think, is when it transitioned into Sears. My name is uh, Susana Racilla, and I'm a freelance uh, journalist here from Oakland. Something I remember, well, that I didn't remember, but my mom reminded me this morning. We have, like, Christmas pictures. And then I asked my mom, I'm like, do you remember where we took those last Christmas pictures? It's like, yeah, I was at the Sears in downtown. It was just so massive back then, you know, because like in the 90s, going to the mall, going to like one of those stores was like the thing to do. And so Sears had everything, appliances, like every single like women, men department, shoes, the core, like they had, they had everything. Yeah, wow, it's so weird to be in here after so many years. <laughs> When I, we used to wear like school uniforms, this is where we would come buy them. Um, and when they had like extra, like if my parents had any extra money kind of laying around, like instead of going to Goodwill to buy clothes or, you know, whatever, because it's six kids, so it was a lot of us. Um, this is where we would come to buy, to buy clothes. And then riding down the escalator when I was younger, yeah, I would always get in trouble with like, with my parents, just to try to like, you know, run, like trying to beat the escalator. So this is in what old school people would call downtown Oakland, uh, but sort of when the tech boom started happening, they renamed this area Uptown. I'm not really sure why they renamed it that, but anyway, yeah, it's Uptown now, or some people call it Uptown. So Asusena says some people called it Uptown, but Asusena never called it that. For her, Uptown feels like a renaming of the place, a realtor or developer label on an area she and her friends always knew as downtown. In other words, even the neighborhood name is an example of the tension this building represents, this tension between New Oakland and the old Oakland Asusena grew up in. Then in 2014, an end of an era. Sears, this place that felt like old Oakland to a lot of people, this place that families like Asusena's had made a staple of weekend outings, it closed down. This came at a time when a lot of Oakland was changing. I think it was sort of like the renaissance, right? That like the mayor wants to talk about um, of all the businesses coming in, new restaurants opening. You know, the like local city officials were like, hey, yeah, come to Oakland. Like this is where you can yeah. thrive, where your business can thrive. And I was actually last night leading up to today, I went and watched uh, the press conference when Uber said that they had that they were gonna buy the building and remodel it and how excited uh, the mayor was to talk about Uber. Uber is an innovative, game-changing company. And its move to Oakland is game-changing for us. What did, what did it signify to you that Uber was the one to buy this building? 
for you know when I talk to friends I think it like signified like it was that moment when we knew like we knew that Oakland was gone like we knew that was like peak gentrification in downtown Oakland do you remember the backlash that Uber got and and the city of Oakland when it was announced that Uber bought this building from people in Oakland oh yeah give us that fear of if we're renting what does that look for uh, what, what does that mean for us are that you know how much are they going to raise our rent I remember around that time um, two friends of mine ended up buying a duplex and they bought it like right before like they closed escrow right before they announced that Uber was moving in and like now their duplex is worth oh my god like triple what they Jeez. originally you know paid for and so they bought like right at the perfect moment like right before sort of this new boom because uber was supposed to move in here um and then it turned into them not even moving so you know when we talk about like landlords flipping homes and displacing uh you know residents and whatnot uber not necessarily that they display sears because sears was on its way out but Mm -hmm. in a way you know they just kind of took over the building flipped it and then sold it to some other developer and yeah and then and then i'm going to square the building gives square room for up to 2,000 employees and all those people have to live somewhere which does give rise to concern about how this real estate transaction will affect affordable housing here in oakland when you see like the the surrounding neighborhood now what do you see in the past you know five years happen yeah I mean, definitely, obviously, a rise in in a lot of different businesses. I can't say that I've seen a lot of local, like, local people from, not necessarily just from Oakland, but at least just from, like, the East Bay or immediate Bay Area opening businesses because it is so expensive. I had a conversation with a friend um, who's also a journalist. Um, Her name is Nima Jordan, and she said everything that is built here like all the businesses the shops and everything is not built for us but we sort of have to make it for us like for local um, oakland residents so she said something like if it's if it's in my town it's mine i i always carry that mentality because i'm like yeah you know yeah, it, it, I'm from here. I'm gonna go into that restaurant or I'm gonna go into that bar, or, you know, whatever businesses is around here. Always with sort of that mentality of being careful also where I patronize because there are certain places where some of us don't feel welcome. So, you know. There's a few buildings I feel like in Oakland where you can almost see the whole uh, n- narration of how it's changed over years. And I feel like this is one of them. Mm-hmm. How have you seen the different iterations play out just in this one building? Man, I think from seeing, you know, when it was Sears, I mean, before when it was Capwell, then when it was Sears, then seeing the the windows being boarded up after Occupy, and then when it was like all kind of cover and we didn't know what the outside was going to look like. And then the whole thing, it's, it's, it's such a bizarre, almost like black mirror type of timeline uh, to see all those changes in really not really such a huge amount of time because from when it closed, from when Sears closed down to now, it really hasn't been that long. And yet it's the prime example of how much Oakland has changed. Last year, Asusena worked on a piece with KQED's Pendarvis Harshaw. 
a list of 101 things to love about Oakland. So when we were working on that piece for Curb, you know, him and I met several times to kind of go over our ideas. And obviously we had a lot more than 101 things. Um, And one of the first ones that we both wrote on like the Google Doc that we were sharing was riding down the escalator in Sears. And then we had to take a step back. We sort of kept it on the first draft, and as we were going through, you know, adding and, you know, deleting uh, things to love about Oakland, we realized that adding that, you know, riding down the escalator in Sears, didn't make sense in the now. It was sort of like a fading memory for us. It was a memory of something that is no longer here, of the Oakland that we knew and we grew up with. Um, And so ultimately, yeah, we decided to not use it because you couldn't really, you know, how would people then say, oh yeah, what escalator in Sears? You know, it's like the, the Oakland that we knew, the Oakland that we grew up with is vanishing. We also asked you on Twitter whether you have memories of this building, and it turns out that a lot of you do. Analog Girl remembers shopping the day of the Loma Prieta earthquake in 1989. Kathleen Cavari remembers the sales section in the basement and the Italian restaurant there. And Bleacher Dave said it was the place to have your picture taken with Santa. The line apparently used to come out the entrance on Telegraph. He says he even still has an old photo from the 1960s. So we asked CIM, the company that owns the building, when it would open to the public. They didn't answer our question. But you can probably just go there and check out the lobby like we did. We'll also share a picture on Twitter. We are at the Bay KQED. Asusena Rasia is a freelance journalist here in the Bay Area. You can follow her work on Twitter. She's at Chronicles of Asu. That's Chronicles of A-Z-U. Thanks to Annalie Allen, who helps lead walking tours for the city of Oakland. They are free, and they go all over downtown, all the way to uptown. To get more information, check out the link in our episode notes. The Bay is produced by Erica Cruz Guevara and editor Alan Montesilio. We also got help today from Molly Solomon, Aaron Baldessari, and Kiana Mogadam. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for The Bay. Talk to you next week. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice. Fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis. From KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts.